Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. Fit is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. So this keeps happening and I'm kind of loving that I get to bless you guys when uh, my schedule shifts. Uh, We were supposed to have a podcast and the guests didn't show up because they were sick and I totally get it because I was out last week, um, specifically with a tummy bug that was not so fun. And um, I wanted to come on and I have a thousand other things I could be doing, but I was like, no, my community is expecting me to be live. Um, But I wanted to come in and share some things that have been on my heart, specifically last night when I went for a run on the beach. I was listening to a few podcasts and just processing with the Lord, just like having conversations with him. You know how you can like be prayerfully minded as you're listening, right? Like you're, you're feeling in your spirit a certain way. You're having a conversation with God, but you're also being talked at essentially. Maybe right now you're feeling that way and you have that prompting in your spirit and he's trying to speak to you. Well, I was looking out at the ocean and I was like, God, I feel like I'm stewarding what you've given me so well. And I feel like what you've given me has been a little to the big dream, to the big vision, to what I hope to become, um, what I hope to see come to fruition. And the team, while still small, I know is, is stewarding that same energy and the resources that we do have well. And he, he said, just keep running. <laughs> just keep running. And I know that no one likes to hear that one when they're in soft sand two when it's cold and the wind is like hitting your ears. I wish I had on ear warmers, even though it was like 80 degrees. Um, it was just chilly off the ocean and it wasn't really what I hoped that he would say. Um, but I know that I am doing what I know you all also have the capability to do. And it's why I always show up to teach and train. Um, it was speaking in my ear about seven and eight figure entrepreneurs and that the numbers associated to that, that don't really mean anything. If it's not what you're taking home, people can make tens of millions of dollars and still barely scrape by or still be in debt or still have uh, financial struggles and worries. And I think because we perceive being a millionaire is rich and the famous are, they've got it figured out in some way. Honestly, they just have bigger problems a lot of times. And I'm not speaking that over everyone. I won't speak it over myself and the, the what's to come when it comes to our financial uh, leverage and abundance. But 
I do know that if we aren't stewarding what we currently have, if we aren't creating multiple streams of income, um, what if the one river dries up? What if the one well dries up? What if you have storehouses that are just fluid and that just is in constant flow, which allows you the sustainability to be able to scale, nurture, grow other areas of your business? I don't know who I'm going to be speaking to today on this topic, but um, I want to talk through the multiple streams of income that are happening within our business on a given basis and why people choose to coach with us Uh, because it's awesome and it also allows us to really stay in our gifting and express ourselves in our zone of genius while also doing things we love, are passionate about, and have fun doing. So many of you know that we host retreats. These retreats could be um, international, perhaps not for you yet, but maybe you'll jump into it. I had one in, uh, this is my women's retreats, by the way. Sorry, guys. Love you. But um, these are really intimate experiences. I think eventually we'll do some marriage ones with my hubby as well. So it'll be co-ed adventure. And if you know my husband and I, we both love adventure. But first one was in the States. And then I was like, you know what? We could keep doing this. We could keep hopping around and going state to state. There are so many beautiful places to explore in America, but I have such a passion for having my feet on foreign soil and being in different cultures, specifically Spanish-speaking cultures because of my husband's um, Mexican descent, and I just love it so much and want other people to understand that there's more to this great big world um, than being right here in our backyard. And so retreats are a huge one. So having steady flow, we've got two coming up next year, and we've already amassed you know, a certain amount of income come for that those retreats because people are signing up already. Now, we don't close our books to those retreats until the retreat actually happens and so having um the full, you know, profit and loss statement associated to that won't happen until next year, but I can still have this revenue that's coming in be utilized for growth in my company as long as I steward what will happen when those people are ready to be in another country. I need to make sure that every penny that they've given me is accounted for, for their experience. And so a part of it is the stewardship of these multiple streams of income. Retreats is one. Um, We also have business retreats and those are co-ed. So we just had our podcast retreat. That was amazing. We have another one coming up for that in December. We have a book writing retreat happening in New Orleans in September. So retreats are fun. They're they're short spurts, so you get to have and be with the client, and then they're not with you, um, which I enjoy because you have this bond that's really everlasting because you experience different places and you experience the the morning, the sunrise, all the way to sunset together, which I love. Two is podcasts. So podcasts being that we do VIP workshops with people. We do podcast training with people. I mentioned the retreat, but these are specific to immersive experiences. We also have our one-on-one coaching. We also have our team add-on. So we work kind of in like an agency style format where we do all of the support for that client as well. So if they are like, I don't want to do any of the tech, I don't want to do any of the design, I don't want to do any of the system builds, we do all of that build out too. And so the team is really invested in that piece. So I count them as a part of that revenue stream because that's how they get paid. Um, mastermind. We have the mastermind. That's an annual experience. And we've got women in that program that also are part of those retreats that I mentioned. I have speaking. So when I get paid to speak and go to different conferences and experiences for that way, that's a revenue stream. 
We have the Joyful Group Coaching. That's the Joyful Entrepreneur Program. That group coaching is an eight-week program that launches four times a year. So that's another revenue stream. We also have the Anthology Project, which is going to be an annual project that we do for a new book that will launch every year alongside 20 other authors. And so that just closed. I believe, actually, I want to speak prematurely to that. We have a couple more days for one final author to come in. We've got um, 20 seats to fill. We have 19 authors on board now, technically 20, but we have a husband and wife who are sharing a chapter. And so um, if you're interested in that, be sure to touch base in the next you know, 48 hours for that. Uh, but Anthology is such an awesome experience for the revenue stream that then is also going to catapult us into having a part of that be at the conference conferences is another revenue stream. And so whether we're doing small conferences or large conferences, um, a big thing to recognize for that while conferences do bring in some of money because of ticket sales, that money does go out very quickly. So I have not currently had a conference that is a profitable conference. My conferences are profitable in spirit. They are profitable in the treasures that are being stored up in heaven and the blessings associated to that. However, uh, they are not turning profit in our business. One, because we like to support nonprofits in that. And two, because we really do a lot for our speakers um, and, and treat them well when they're here. And so that's another component of it too. But I do forecast that we'll continue doing this and that revenue stream will grow based on sponsorships and um, elements such as that. But I just want the conferences to get bigger, to expand, to touch more people because it's really about getting Jesus in businesses. And that's really important to me. What happens is the other streams of income actually will have a surge, a flow, a river stream of influx because of the conference. And so I don't want you to think that I don't make money off conferences. We do, but it's in the work that then is associated after the conference, not the conference itself. So when people buy tickets to the conference, that money goes to that conference. It does not go to our company. Um, that's not how it works maybe yet. Okay. I'm going to say yet. Also book sales. So obviously I'm an author. I've got multiple authored um, books, some co-authored and one of our own. And so we do have book sales. Um, I could break this down based on percentages of what our company makes in each of the brackets. Maybe I'll do that one for you guys sometime. Um, and then we've got our e-courses. So e-courses do turn a profit in that regard. And we're actually amplifying several of those. And so I'm super excited to re-release them alongside uh, something that I'm going to write here, but it's not yet a live revenue stream. How much is it important for us to forecast to vision cast so that we know the stream is coming, but we have to build out some of the parameters of that stream in order for it to flow effectively, correct? So I'm thinking of bumpers as I'm saying that the bumpers on the bowling alley, we've got to create the bumpers so we know where that stream is going to go orig originally. And once we get comfortable with that flow, then we can pull the bumpers down and we can then be in passing, right? And we can hit the nail a little bit easier every single time. So that's going to be an app that we are launching later, which we're really excited about. Uh, we also have affiliates. So affiliate payment payments, affiliate payouts. Um, are you an affiliate for anyone? Are you a brand? Brand ambassador for them? Do you um, encourage your clients to utilize a uh, product that you love and then you get a kickback for it? 
And then lastly, I have ads listed here, um, ads that are on my podcast. We don't have podcast ads um, and or ads that are on your website. We also don't have ads on our website. I don't really like the way that it looks, um, but I'm not opposed to it if in the long run, it could be a percentage of income that's helpful. So let me just count that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wait, hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Am I going crazy? That's a lot. I had seven. One, two, seven, eight, nine, ten. 11, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. 14 revenue stream opportunities in our business. That's on a consistent basis. Even if something is closed, we forecast that it'll reopen. And therefore we know the revenue stream is not going to be stopped. Stifled is what I was going to say. Stifled. Are you doing this? Are you effectively preparing your business? Are you allowing the vast ideas to actually take root and for you to say yes to what God is hopeful in depositing in you? I have heard it said many times that we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't do more things. We should figure out the one thing and do the one thing really, really well. And once that thing is in flow, then you can do the next one. I understand the concept of that. And I believe God entrusts us with um, what we are stewarding well. I've literally said that multiple times. However, I do think that we can build multiple houses at once. Um, I know this from a real estate perspective that this is possible. Uh, I've also seen it in my business over and over again. And so I know that even on here with the 14, that there's more to come because I didn't list on here product. So products for us currently are just our e-courses, but you could have products such as eBooks. You could have products for us. It's going to eventually be uh, a swag line. Um, I'm not going to tell you what that swag will entail yet, but you might know me well enough to know what they could potentially be. Um, so that's 15 different revenue streams. So this is the thing that we teach in Joyful. We teach you how to establish the revenue stream. We also teach in Harvest Mastermind and kind of dissect what it is that you're building out so that we can create more. We make sure that you're effectively showing up in your time and you are not um, inundating yourself. I don't believe with these 15 streams that that means that I have to be what culture says is busy. I don't have to hustle for those. Now, does that mean that we don't wake up before the sun and go to sleep late some days? Absolutely. But we are mindful of the energy and the resource that we're also giving to God in the reciprocation of what he's given us, which we believe is the opportunity, the breath in our lungs, the ability, the energy, all of these pieces of resources that outlast money for, for many, many years, right? And so I just encourage you guys to really analyze what are your streams of income in your business? This is just my business. This is just this specific house. But I can tell you that my husband also has many streams of income that are coming into our home on a consistent basis. This is biblical, okay? This is biblical. Ecclesiastes 11.2, and this is the reference today, was invest in seven ventures. Yes, eight Eight, it even says, you do not know what disaster may come upon the land. And so it's to be prepared. It's to harvest well. 
And I'll tell you what's really interesting is I have enough revenue stream that even though I was a bit worried on some of the numbers that were coming in from my QuickBooks and my bank account, I was still, you know, keeping the teams going, keeping things moving with vision of, I don't know how I'm going to pay for that conference. I don't know how these other things are going to come into fruition, but I do know that God has provided. And I do know that he will continue to show his provision to me and to the team and to the vision of what it is that he's laid on our heart. And so I trust. And so we were going by with like, not would say more than enough, but scraping by with still like I was feeling pressed. Okay. I was feeling pressed. I wasn't really talking to my team about it very much. And we were on a call and a storehouse was revealed to me, a storehouse from a stream that I didn't know had stopped entering my bank account. All right. So they said that I had 50K in a storehouse. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I thought I set that up for auto flow. Uh, God, I thought that that was coming right to me every single time. I thought I was, I had my catcher's mitt ready. I was at the end of the alley. Like I was ready. I thought I was striking out. I just thought that for some reason I was investing so much in what was going out and the growth of the business that we were just low on cash. And lo and behold, I open up that storehouse. I go to its online presence and I'm like, wait, what? And the pressing, the pressure that I'd been sensing and feeling just released in that moment as the flow began again. And my team got to carry um, and hold some of that weight as they witnessed me emotionally just release what I had been holding on to as worry. And I don't walk around in a pessimistic lens. I'm very optimistic over our business every single day. I'm optimistic even on the days where it feels like we're running dry. And I was just amazed. I literally just was like, had my arms open, my hands open. I just started praying to God. Um, you know, Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you are my provision. And that I didn't have to lean. Um, I didn't have to feel the lack and that it was already there in the storehouse because of these multiple streams of income that we were able to still sustain, that we were able to still show up, that we were able to still give. And, and I was actually, even in that sustaining, I was extending clients' contracts longer than I ever would, even knowing that I was tight because it was going to be a blessing to them, knowing that that extension was going to serve them, that they were actually going to get more out of it if they were able to have a longer term of payment. And I knew that that was going to be tight for us as a company, but I also promised, I'm promised, you are promised his provision. And ultimately, beyond the money, um, the revenue stream, the exchange that happens client to client, community to community, it happens on a spirit level. I feel so served when I am with a client. I feel like God has just blessed me with that relationship and I couldn't be more grateful for the time that I get to spend with the clients that he's gifted us. And so it is more than just money, but it is important for us to realize that the resources are abundant and the resources are there, but we have to build the houses. 
And so maybe there are multiple houses you can build simultaneously. And uh, I encourage you to do so. If you ever are looking for ideas on how to do that, definitely send me a message. Um, I'd love to hear where your business is at at this point. I have um, some open seating that we allow people to come in and check out our Joyful Entrepreneur or a Harvest Mastermind or our masterclasses that we offer. Um, And so if that's something that interests you, I can get you on the books to be able to do that. Um, But definitely let me know if you are listening to the replay. I want you to drop in how many uh, streams of income your company has. And you can list them out if you want. Maybe it'll jog some ideas for other people. Um, But my list is pretty expansive. And so um, I hope that you took notes. Um, I might have to use this as a podcast drop um, as a special episode for our community. But I love you. I am excited to move into some quick book editing actually right after this. And this just gave me momentum and time to be able to come in and share with you guys. I hope that this blessed you and excited to see how you activate more revenue streams in your business. All right, y'all. Thanks for being here. Fit and Faith Media Co. is dedicated to activating mission-driven leaders in the marketplace by way of publishing, press, and play. Because your story doesn't just matter to you. It matters to move others. We help you dissect and share your message through podcasting, book writing, and business development. These three areas are exactly how my team and I have opened doors to stages, become the best-selling author I always dreamed I'd be, and even the entrepreneur that energetically and joyfully shows up to serve each and every day. Literally nothing I do feels like work. Every day feels like play. And we'd love to help you live the same life of freedom and fun. If you're a speaker, a writer, or an aspiring business owner, let's jump on a call today to vision cast your future together. Go to www.fitinfaithmedia.com. Again, that's fitinfaithmedia.com. Book your call. If you're a founder, an innovator, a trailblazer, or a wannabe, we can help you get there. Let's do it. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this is going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. 
Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com. 